everybody. So this is so exciting. We are here to talk about the latest comic book movie. And I'm joined by my friend Trevor. And we are going to talk about Justice League. Hi, everybody. This is going to be probably an interesting uh, discussion. We've, we've talked about all of the superhero movies except for Logan this year. And Doctor Strange was our first one we did. And <laughs> uh, it's been pretty overwhelmingly, I would say, pretty positive. Uh, so I think this one's going to be an interesting discussion. So Justice League, it has taken many different forms over the years in the comics, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, so the the movie had a very has a very similar lineup to what the original lineup was when it was created in, in 1960. We okay. have uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, uh, Green Lantern. Is there anyone who wasn't mentioned? Oh, and Martian Manhunter. Uh, Martian Manhunter is probably a bit too hard to sort of transport in. He's um, he's too much of a Superman level character in terms of his powers and strength. So it was probably too difficult to put into the movies, at least at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's, he's an interesting character. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Justice League uh, animated series from probably about 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I've seen the animated, it's the Batman animated series, but not Justice League. Oh, it's, it's, it's quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely worth checking out if you have the time. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, but so in the comics then, yeah, it sort of became a thing where the lineup would change kind of, you know, people would drop in, drop out, uh, different characters come in like Hawkman or the Elongated Man, people like that come and go until about 1985, 86, when DC did their first uh, comics reboot post uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And they decided to go a uh, total 180 and they filled it up with a lot of obscure characters mm. in the, and uh, for a, a, a different format called Justice League International, which was very much more a um, UN-based uh, Justice League team. You had people like the Blue Beetle. You had a Green Lantern, but it wasn't the traditional Green Lantern at the time. Uh, Batman was in it for a while. Uh, the character named Booster Gold. So you had all these various different characters, and then characters would come and go and sort of build. Um, and the, the tone of it was very different too. It was, uh, it still had drama to it and superheroes, but it was also quite funny. And mm-hmm. there was a, a bit more slapstick and uh, character, character relations, with, which made it funny. And then, so they went on that sort of way for about 10 years before we came back to the original uh, seven characters for a series called JLA with a writer named Grant Morrison, who's... Uh, for, for DC, is a pretty big deal. He's a this guy. He's got really big ideas. Um, knows the characters well, and he's very nostalgic. But sort of takes that nostalgia and brings it new ideas to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, so it came with all these stories, which are big in scope and sort of uh, big ideas, which science uh, science fiction ideas. Uh, for instance, like it's like time travel and uh, different characters coming and going with shaking up things and it sort of went on that way for a while and then the other different characters take their uh, creators put their own spin up before they did the, 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 the reboot again in 2011 where like I said before they sort of took uh, uh, 
a similar lineup to what the movie is, and uh, a lot that the Justice League movie is kind of based on that origin. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because I knew that Green Lantern and, and I heard Martian Manhunter that they were uh, that they were usually or sometimes included in the Justice League. So that's interesting to hear, and I, and I am sure that it has taken many different tones over the years, just like Batman has. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, for instance, and it's also going over throughout the years as well because comics sort of changed and evolved, mm. went from yeah. being exclusively made for children to a wider right. audience. Yeah, it's so the, the tone does change, and it depends on who's writing it and uh, right. where the tone changes, yeah. Or uh, sort of overall thoughts of this latest Justice League, your overall response? Um... I, it wasn't terrible. Like I wasn't <laughs> like, for instance, when I was watching Suicide Squad or Batman vs Superman, I was visibly frustrated. Right. Uh, this this movie, I wasn't that so much. So that's always a good sign. Um, <laughs> there was some redeeming factors, but yeah, I wouldn't say it was an amazing movie. By any yeah. Yeah, so I left feeling I kind of I left feeling overall entertained, but I definitely uh, was I'm, I feel very bipolar about the movie. I've seen it twice, <laughs> and my second experience was very weird. My first experience was at a screening, so of course everybody's going to be very excited about a you know fan screening. Uh, it was everybody was super pumped, but then my second experience uh, was the theater was pretty sparse. And uh, it, there was a, a large group of sort of, it looked like sort of college age boys that were there and they were very hostile against the movie from the beginning. And it was such a weird experience, like being in a movie theater with like people like that. They were like, uh, one of them got up in the middle of the movie and was like, this movie sucks. And, uh, and really? stormed out. Yeah. They like booed at the end. It was very surreal and weird. And so I kind of left feeling like almost oh, maybe even overly defensive. I'm like, it was not that bad. I mean, I'd way rather see this than Suicide Squad or even something like Green Lantern or something like that. This is, I thought it was much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is bizarre. I've never been, well, actually, there's only been one movie where anything really close to that. Yeah. That was the that, but that was the room where you're meant to yell at stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's but that's I don't know that in the uh, in the US that's a common thing to happen. No. But in in Australia, everyone's pretty quiet in the city generally. Yeah, I mean, I've been in ones where they were very boisterous for the movie uh, with, uh, with Star Wars, particularly uh, oh, any yeah. Star Wars movie. I've seen people are pretty excited, uh, but as far as people being just like hostile against it. And I, I couldn't tell if they were upset that it was, if they were hardcore DCU fans, and so they were upset that it was lighter, or if they were Marvel fans that were just like hating on DC. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, they were not happy with the movie. <laughs> so that was a very surreal experience. Uh, but overall, like I said, I'm very like half and half. Like I pretty much feel like, and we'll, so we'll dive into kind of what my pluses and minuses were, but I, I feel like pretty much every response that I've read, I'm like, yeah, they're right. And then people that are pausing, like, yep, they're right <laughs> with this one. Because uh, I was really torn about whether to, because I do on my um, 
blog, I do frown worthy or smile worthy. And I was really oh, yeah. torn. Like, should I go? Cause I don't know. I was just went back and forth. on it. <laughs> but I, I finally did go smile worthy on it. And uh, so we'll talk about why, but overall I, I felt like there was just enough there that entertained me to overcome some of the uh, problems. So yeah, it, <laughs> it'd be interesting. So you already mentioned a little bit, but I was just going to ask like, uh, what your overall feeling about the DCU, uh, the various films, has been. Uh, what, did, what do you think of Man of Steel? So Man of Steel, I ended up seeing that. It was a bizarre kind of situation. I was in holidays in New Zealand at the time, and uh, ended up, we had a bit of spare time, so we saw that. But the, uh, the screen stopped working, or there was like some big shadow over the screen. Oh, no. Uh, halfway through the movie. <laughs> which they didn't fix for 10 minutes. But um, in terms of the movie itself, it, I, I enjoyed sections of it. The ending really killed it for me, though. Yeah. It was just the, the was very Snyder ending um, yeah. with the, 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 the destruction that didn't need to happen and the fact that Superman didn't seem all that remorseful for the destruction or the fact that he had to kill Zod either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a bit frustrated. But they ticked enough boxes, but Superman, like proper Superman boxes, which I didn't mind. So I'm sort of half and half on that movie always. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward on to other movies, uh, hated Suicide Squad. Yeah, I saw that one on the airplane, and like I didn't know that since. So that was probably the best way to see it. It's because on the airplane. Cause that's a bad one to see on on the airplane because there's lots of plane crashes. Helicopters. Yeah, there's, there's, there's three helicopter crashes in yeah. it and they don't need to be there. <laughs> it's like the way they frame the scene is okay, a helicopter crash. <laughs> and the Joker didn't need to be in that movie. He didn't actually do anything. No. Yeah, um, agreed. Uh, he was a terrible Joker too. I hated Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. It was yeah. it was it was horrible. <laughs> it was so it was like a, it was like the teenager what a teenager thinks the Joker should be. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're going for. He spends like all day placing those knives all around the carpet for why? What is he doing? I don't know. He was just, he was super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Agreed. Batman, Batman vs. Superman, I finally finished watching it <laughs> two, day, two days ago. It only took you like two years. <laughs> There was probably about a three-month gap in between. Uh, first, watch it, first half and the second half. But yeah. really finished watching it. And, yeah, I was still frustrated in the second half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit of a dud. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was just the, the, it was the tone. It was the, the, the destruction and the, the stu- stupid characterizations. And it was all kinds of things. It's, yeah. And, and we, you know, we both liked Wonder Woman a lot. Yeah. And so you can, you guys can listen to our podcast on Wonder Woman. That's we we did that. We both love that, and so I think that that covers all of them. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I did not like Man of Steel. It made me very depressed because I just felt like this character that should be somebody that is uh, hope for hope for truth, justice in the American way, like they say, uh, was was like. I don't know. I felt like he was mopey and I didn't like, I did not like the way they flashed the flashback structure going back and forth. And I, I thought it ended up just being kind of boring. and was just a slog. 
And I don't know, it just took this like hopeful character that I loved and just made it into this. I hated the end. Yeah. Like it's one thing, like if they had just stopped at Smallville, but then they have to go on. It's like, you got to destroy all the Smallville and then all of Metropolis, you know? And like, and then yeah, the Zod snap neck and just like, it was just, I just didn't like it. I hated the scene where his father dies. I hated the scene where he saves all the kids, but the dad's like, well, yeah, you should have just let them drown. You know, it's just like, what is wrong with these people? And I, I just felt like they were actively, uh, it was actively hostile against Superman and everything that Superman yeah. stood for. And I really didn't like that. And, uh, and it's not like you have to be like super campy. And we'll talk about that in this movie uh, to embrace kind of the type of character that Superman is. Uh, yeah. You can make it modern and still a little gritty without it being like such uh i don't know without like assaulting the character which is what i felt like they basically did and uh, yeah and i did not i didn't have, think they that him and lois had any chemistry they didn't spend that much time together that wasn't fun to me and it was just i don't know i just didn't like it and then uh then batman v superman i i admired its ambition it was a very ballsy movie which i thought was oh, yeah. impressive but I just didn't think it worked. And I hated that they killed Superman. That made me really mad. And uh, I, I felt like, because we all knew it wasn't real. And so when they were expecting us for like 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes of the movie, to have like two funerals and like feel like just this dirge or whatever, like we were supposed to feel so sad when I know it's not real, it really irritated me. I felt like I was being emotionally manipulated to take a character I love after you've already beat him down for two movies and just and then the final stroke to it was just to just to kill him you know I was like oh yeah and uh, yeah and I hated a, Lex Luthor I thought he was super annoying oh that was the worst he, he was just talked in <laughs> metaphor like bad metaphors the whole time with this weird twitch yeah it was really annoying and like it's like all the god talk like oh and uh, <laughs> I was not yeah. a fan. I liked Wonder Woman, but I didn't like Doomsday. Uh, I, it, it's just a frustrating film. And so I, I didn't care for it. I didn't like, I guess I didn't hate it quite the way that some people hated it. Like my brother, I couldn't even get him to go to Justice League because he was like too emotionally damaged by <laughs> Superman. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, and then... Uh, Suicide Squad, it like didn't even feel like a movie. It felt like they literally just like put clips together, and like I'm, I'm like, did we really just spend like 25 minutes with a character looking through a binder? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like that. Some there could have been a, a, a better movie in there, but I think the Batman vs Superman uh, reaction yeah. meant that uh, they when they re did a lot of cutting and reshooting it. They created the worst film. Oh yeah, and like I mean, you just had such sloppiness. Like when Katana gets on the on the plane, it's like, yeah, this is K Katana. She knows how to yield a sword or whatever, something like that. And you're just like, wow, good job with your character introductions. You 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 spent 25 minutes with a woman looking through a binder, but you couldn't like give uh, Katana <laughs> your introduction. Yeah, and the Joker was terrible, and yeah, it was just Enchantress was awful. And you were expected to believe these characters were like a family, but like there was no justification for that. These are supposed to be bad guys. So I don't know. It was ridiculous. Well, 
Yeah, that whole family thing. It's like the Fast and the Furious kind of. You just say you just save it their family enough times, and you lead to believe it. Yeah, and they're like we're supposed to believe Diablo, you know, would like, and that they would all choose to like keep together, even though they're supposed to be these horrible bad guys. And then like, and and yet they're they're expected to be so loyal to each other. And then uh, uh, Amanda Waller, right? That's her name, right? Yeah. Uh, like she just like kills all those people. You're just like, what? Where did that come from? Like that was to me that felt like way out of nowhere. And I'm just like, like she's the true villain of the movie. And <laughs> it was so bizarre. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And so yeah, then we get up to Wonder Woman, which I just loved so much, of course. And so I have to admit, I think part of the reason why I was a little nice to this movie is that I had very low expectations going into it. Very yes. <laughs> and also that has to do a little bit with the Rocky production that you couldn't help but hear uh, about, you know, with Zack Snyder, I mean, the leave uh, with his tragedy with his family and then Joss Whedon coming in and reshoot, like there were reports that there was like 75% reshoots and who knows what's really true or what's really not. Yeah, uh, apparently. They reckon it was uh, about 20% of it was Whedon in the end, yeah. in the end product, yeah. I think so. And so anyway, you know, you, you couldn't help but it kind of have low expectations for it. Whereas like, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> whereas like something like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I had super high expectations for because I love the first one so much. And so it, it is a different experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And anyway, so yeah, that was kind of going into it. And um, yeah, so overall for me, with this movie, with Justice League, I, I felt like the heroes, I'm a hero person with a movie. I, a lot of people complain about bad villains. I don't really care about bad villains as long as the villain doesn't actively annoy me, like an Electro or a, <laughs> like really annoyed me um, or the Joker in Suicide Squad or like a character or Lex Luthor, like a character that really annoys me, then I have problems with it. But if they're just kind of meh, I don't really care. Like for me, a villain can just be a tool to make the heroes shine. And so for me, the heroes shined pretty decently in this movie. I really liked pretty much all of them. And I loved what they did with Superman. So we'll talk about that. And that made me really happy. And so that was a big key for me, like leaving with a positive feeling. But on the other hand, the, I can't deny the problems in this movie. The plot yeah. was problem. <laughs> yeah. These mother boxes and stuff. Like it was pretty weak. It was weak. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole idea of like, it's, it's a very video game kind of uh, plot where collect three items and something happens. Yeah. 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 The, the plot was weak and the uh, and the visuals were pretty weak. Uh, the I mean, I'm not a fan of the way Zack Snyder directs visuals, but I, they looked. Speaking of video games, <laughs> they looked very video game heavy, very very very, and very like orange and gray all the time. Yeah, well, uh, that's, that's very Zack Snyder. He loves to be color grade. <laughs> yeah, and there were a lot of people that complained about the last act of Wonder Woman looking not great. But this was like that through the whole movie. It just looked terrible, in my opinion. And uh, and the villain was pretty lame. Like, it wasn't a great villain. I didn't really care, but it was a pretty bad villain. 
with Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf was a pretty yeah, he was a pretty weak villain in terms of he had no characterization. He was just he mm-hmm. was goal oriented, but it was a pretty weak goal to start with. And it's like, yeah. well, why do I care? There's no motivation. There was like one line which could if they had like which they could have um, expanded upon, and it would have given some motivation where he sort of mentioned Darkseid um, because Steppenwolf was meant to be Darkseid like a uh, general in his army. And it could have, it could have added some kind of power struggle or something along those lines. Um, it would have made it more more interesting, and it would have cared about his motivations more. But mm-hmm. it was it, it was nothing. It was just a uh, I just want power. Kind yeah. of bad guy. Yeah, it was super one note, super bland, and uh, and again that it, it didn't really bother me super much, but. He looked really pretty bad, too. It was very similar to Ares at the end of Wonder Woman, as far as the visuals. It looked pretty. (laughs) But it was just more of it. Like, that's for... In Wonder Woman, it's a shorter period of time. And at least, like... I feel like during those segments in Wonder Woman, she's, like, undergoing still transitions, what's still... And you've just seen Steve, uh, you know, die. So, like, you're still... At least for me, like, it it didn't kill it for me, uh, those, those bad visuals. Uh, because there's still emotion going on, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, and and there were definitely times where you could tell this like friction between Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder's points of view. Would you agree? I I, I definitely agree. Yeah, because uh, Whedon's very much the uh, comes from the fanboy kind of uh, uh, perspective, mm-hmm. similar to say a um, a Kevin Smith, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. That's a good uh, and. And yeah, so it obviously is going closer to the source material and, and the characters of a lighter tone, and that uh, yeah, it sort of comes the friction where where Snyder's very much about grim and gritty, grim dark, taking mm-hmm. things to the extreme. And yeah. yeah it's, well, and just his aesthetic is very like uh, CGI, kind of heavy, very I. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, he just has a different aesthetic than Whedon. Like, Whedon, of course, oh, uses yeah. CGI, but his perspective is more from a, uh, like, more of a classic comic book, more dialogue-influenced, more, oh, yeah. yeah, just a lighter influence. And so, yeah, you could definitely feel that tension in between there. But I, I really thought that it was actually pretty funny. Like, that was one of the reasons that kind of kept me somewhat invested that I, I was actually laughing throughout. I thought that some people said that the that Flash fell flat. I didn't feel that way. I thought he was funny. I liked Ezra Miller in the role. And to me, it kind of worked him, his like uh, idiosyncrasies and his, you know, his anxieties. Yeah. I thought were funny. What did you I think? Did, I didn't really like him. Um, I'm, a big Flash, I'm a big Flash fan and that didn't feel like the Flash to me. Oh, okay. In terms of, uh, that's that feels more like a, like a Sheldon Cooper mm. um, in, in a Flash costume, which is which I'm a I do not like the Big Bang Theory at all. So okay. that sort of really frustrated me. Mm. Um, for me, the Flash is very much a uh, sort of a bleeding heart kind of character. He's very um, sincere. Very, he's very sincere. Very hard on himself in terms of these. Where if he makes a mistake, he's very hard on himself and gets down in the dumps. But then finds a way to, to be very hopeful and lift, mm-hmm. uplift himself, which mm. a, a tiny bit of that, and that was probably more the Whedon side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, overall, I 
it, it was too far removed for me oh, okay. to, to, to like yeah. Okay. Do you like the um, TV show, the Flash TV show? Yeah, I've only seen the first season. Um, I'm, I'm pretty far behind, but I, I do enjoy it, even though it is a bit campy. And but although I don't mind campy as well, but it, I like in the whole CW kind of vibe to it, which it sometimes can be frustrating and or a bit silly. Mm-hmm. But overall, I generally enjoy it. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Uh, and what did you think of Aquaman? His introduction and uh, his uh, his character. Um, I'm in two minds again about that. Just uh-huh. <laughs> the, very much they got Momoa based on the fact that Aquaman, for some reason, people who never read Aquaman comics think that he's really lame. Uh-huh. The whole and the whole talk to fish thing, which Batman uh, Affleck kept bringing up throughout the movie. Uh huh. Um, where in the comics he's you know he's a king between two worlds, um, you know he gets in the, you know plenty of action kind of uh, you know sort of this uh, uh, royalty kind of uh, uh, drama and all that kind of thing. Plus mm-hmm. the superheroes and underwater, and um, the way that it did in the movie though, I feel like it was an overcompensation for that whole idea that Aquaman is lame. So you get this oh. guy. Where, so they've sort of gone, instead of just doing like a good interpretation of the comic, they've gone, taken it to the uh, extreme end where he's just, I'm a badass, I'm going to, you know, jump I felt up like, and fly and stab things. And yeah, I feel like they were him. trying to make him the Thor of this kind of group, kind yeah, of character. Good. And it didn't quite get that close, maybe just because I'm so, so uh, into Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and his performance. <laughs> But I feel like that's kind of, and, and like to, to the advantage of the Avengers, we already had a whole Thor movie, so we knew him, but we haven't had yeah. that for Aquaman or Flash. <laughs> so we haven't had yeah, a chance well, to kind of breathe those characters. Yeah, and that's, that's some of the problem with uh, the movie in the sense that you've introduced Batman, you've introduced Wonder Woman, and you've introduced uh, uh, Superman, so you can get on the ground running pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And... But you haven't introduced Aquaman yet. You haven't right. introduced Flash or Cyborg yet. So yeah. you got to, you know, you got to spend time introducing them, either you know, give them an origin and that. Where, for instance, the the first Avengers movie, you didn't have to worry about that, so you can hit the ground running a lot faster. You just yeah. get a tiny bit of recap. Yeah, I mean, except for Hawkeye, that is the only one that you didn't really know going into Avengers. Yeah, definitely. He's the only one, but he had one scene in um, in uh, one of the previous movies. I think it was the first Thor movie he was in, like for like five oh, seconds. Okay, forgot that. Yeah, so I think that did make it harder for sure. And uh, and also, it was easier to be more forgiving of Wonder Woman because we already had investment in all of those characters, and yeah. and maybe even Batman a little bit, uh, but. Uh, Cyborg, I struggled with a little bit. I mean, I fe- felt like his his journey was supposed to be sort of the em- emotional heart of the film, but I don't know. I just didn't really connect with his character all that well. Yeah, well, I didn't mind his character development. Uh, there was sort of that the whole confidence boost and the learning of his skills. Um, I didn't mind that. He, he, the, the comics have struggled with him a bit too. He was originally a member of the Teen Titans and then there was probably about five or six years ago when 
DC did their reboot of uh, continuity or soft reboot okay. of continuity. Um, they transport. They, they made him a founding member of the Avengers, uh, sorry, of the Justice League, and um, so that's where obviously where they take the movie's taken inspiration from. But they've always had this problem where they've told the same story over and over again of is he more man than machine or vice versa. Um, and some of that came through at the start and he sort of built this confidence, but it's sort of, to me, it's a bit of a retread, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I, I didn't mind it because there was, there was something there and it sort of, they got past that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like if they did it again, it'd be frustrating. Like Jason Momoa, I thought he was pretty charming. I think the scene where, uh, uh, where, <laughs> where Wonder Woman <laughs> tricks him into being truthful, <laughs> that was hilarious. I love that. That just screamed Joss Whedon, and I really enjoyed it. That was really funny. And I, he was, I thought, pretty charming. I'm not going to say he's Chris Hemsworth charming, but he was pretty good, I thought. Uh, but I was nervous. I'm nervous about Aquaman, though, because I thought that the underwater stuff was... <laughs> It was pretty yeah. bad, I thought. And like the fact that they had to make a an air bubble for Hera uh, and um him to talk was so lame. I'm like, are they gonna do that for the Aquaman movie? Like every time these creatures that live underwater, every time they talk, they have to create an air bubble? That was so dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, they could just I mean they live underwater, you'd think that they'd be able to talk underwater. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's one of those things that, like, they just ignore that whole thing and James Wan uh, decides to, you know, just take, you know, ignore that and just do his own thing. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's, that's the advantage of the DCU is that uh, there is a uh, level of uh, director-centricness to it. Also, so his, pa- yeah. his powers were a little fuzzy to me. Not being somebody who understands him completely well, it seemed like it was just sort of whatever was needed in the scene, all of a sudden <laughs> he could do. <laughs> I was like a little confused there about <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. yeah, so his skill set's meant to be uh, so he can psychically communicate with fish. It's not so much a, a talking with fish, it's sort of like a prodding of suggestion. So, or uh, communicating in the sense of um, getting information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, the, the, he's got a level of strength, a super strength as well, in the sense of uh, it is super swimming kind of deal. And so, this general swing, uh, strength, which then sort of translates when he's out, out of the water. So, he can jump really high because he's got super strong legs because he swims so fast. Oh, okay. Jump really high. Okay. And he's, he's just trying to kind of like Thor's hammer. Yeah, I'd say so. It's just a, it's, a, it's a regular prop that he uses, I guess. Um, it's never been sort of a consistent, any consistency in terms of what weapons he uses. Or, mm-hmm. uh, For instance, there was a period in the 90s where he lost his hand and he had a hook. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... Uh... <laughs> that is funny. you feel about Wonder Woman and the Amazons in their section in this? Yeah, it wasn't as good as uh, in actual Wonder Woman itself. Um, I feel like it wasn't as the choreograph. It wasn't as good. Um, uh, there, there was that bit where they were on the horses, which wasn't too bad. It was um, there was moments of it that were redeeming, and then other bits were just like, "Oh, it's not as good as Wonder Woman." Uh, so yeah. I just keep thinking in my head. 
Um, I can understand the um, the criticisms for the costumes as well. Yeah. Uh, the it's like why wouldn't you just like recycle the costumes from the Wonder Woman movie? It would, it'd save you a buck, and it's you know it's it's consistency as well. Right. And you could say that, of course, their costumes would have evolved over all these years, but since, you know, since World War One, but they wouldn't, they're not stupid. The Amazons aren't stupid. They're not, because people are like, oh, well, they wore these in the, in some of them in the, in the Wonder Woman movie, but definitely not as many, that's for sure. And they, uh, they weren't like in battle with those clothes on. And so like the yeah. idea that, that they'd be going into battle with like nothing protecting their their <laughs> their stomachs, nothing protecting, you know, like it was just yeah, very nah. Zack Snydery. I'm sorry. And like the way that I really I I I didn't really notice it the first time I have to say, but the second time that, that I saw it, the way that the camera would kind of go at this low angle on Wonder Woman and you get this like it was very fast and furious y. Uh, yeah, there, there was one or two butt shots I noticed. Yeah, um, like she always has to be wearing leather, and like, <laughs> like oh dear. Yeah, there was, a, there was a couple butt shots in there which didn't need to be there. I was still, I mean, I just Gal Gadot is just like so warm and so lovely and so great that like yeah, I couldn't hate her perform. You know, I couldn't hate the character just because she's so great. And I did yeah. think that. It was pretty interesting, this idea of, like, Bruce challenging her on her leadership, you know, and, like, uh, getting her to not just sort of follow, because she's scared that, like, her actions will cause harm, just like they caused harm to Steve in her eyes, and uh, and that she has to be, you know, sort of responsible for that, and I thought that was pretty interesting. What did you think of that? Yeah, I, I like that. It was... It was um, it was a bit different as well for this, like, we haven't seen anything like that really in the Avengers. It's just been, like, for mm -hmm. instance, in the Avengers, it's very much Captain America or Iron Man yeah. uh, being the leader. And it's not like they've said to Thor, okay, it's time for you to step up and be a leader, you know, show some initiative or anything like that, where this is quite interesting in the sense that, of course, Wonder Woman has leadership qualities, and obviously Batman can see that. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, a good, it's an interesting way of... Uh, building the character especially since she's had so much development already mm -hmm. and it's a new avenue to go down um, yeah. which, which you can take further as well well and if they decide i don't know what dc is going to do we can talk about that a little bit later but i felt like they did create a little bit of a loophole for wonder woman 2 when they said that she said something like i've always i've always helped or i've always done what i can but i i've never wanted to to like be the leader. I can't remember exactly how she says it. Uh, but um, uh, so I think they give her a little bit of an out if they want a little loophole where she was still sort of involved, but more in the shadows, more in the sidelines than, yeah. uh, than taking this like lead. So, uh, but anyway, so I was pretty happy with Wonder Woman. I just loved her so much and the character. I was fine with that. And, uh, and so Batman in this, uh, did it feel like, the same character to you as Batman v Superman, or I don't know, how did you feel about Batman? No, uh, I feel like Bat uh, uh, Affleck wasn't really trying that hard. Mm -hmm. You could sort of see, and you, you could tell by all the market, like all the promotional stuff, that he doesn't want to be there. He, no. he's made, but he's made a bad decision. I, I, guess, I can easily uh, guess that uh, at the start, he would have been very excited 
and he's like, yeah, man, not everyone gets to be Batman, and I'm going to be Batman and do well. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to be able to direct a Batman movie, and right. it's going to be awesome. And then I think when Batman vs Superman sort of came into production, and there was this friction, and then the end product and the, the, the criticism around it, and it just became this building thing, and that's one of those things where he's just looking for a way out now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he. I thought he did have some interesting moments. The idea of him being sort of the mortal one of the group is interesting to sort of explore. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely feel sense some weariness in the character and in the actor. <laughs> yeah, and I think they, they, they tried to put that weariness into the character by saying that you know, he's been operating for 20 years already. Right, yeah. So the uh, so let's talk about Superman. So this is what really, I guess, won me over. I have to admit, I think they drew out the rebirth of Superman, and it, they didn't really, I think, adequately explain why they would bring him back. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it seems unlikely with the same thing that uh, Lex Luthor had done to create Doomsday, that they would then be like, this is a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, nah, <laughs> the, the, I mean, there was some debate, but for some reason the debate happened and then it just, they just decided, okay, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I mean, the, and everyone just went along with it. This is, this is weaker ground than creating Ultron, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Um, I knew Superman would come back, yeah, not because, of I, the, because, the, because I mean, because the, the trailer, it could have easily been a dream. Know that Superman scene where he's with the, at the front of the house that could have been a lowest lane dream. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm happy to see Superman back. But I knew that Superman would come back. Sure. They, in the comics, they made a big deal of killing him in the 90s. Back in the mm-hmm. 90s, it, it it made like the news. Um, it was sort of this huge deal, and people actually thought he was dead, dead. Uh, right. Of course, uh, a couple months later, um, came back to life and uh, saved the day. And uh, <laughs> yeah, what did you? Superman. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's an interstitial Superman style. Yeah. So, what do you feel about Superman? Because uh, a lot of people think, oh, he's a really boring character. I mean, this is one of the ways that we first met. Is I was asking about Superman because I never felt that he is a boring character because he's somebody that yes, he's strong, but he also is, uh, is, there's a purity to him, which I don't think inherently makes you boring. And uh, he's, very, he's a very hopeful character, and he is somebody who wants things to be good, which I think can make him really interesting. And, uh, but a lot of people think he's really boring. Like, where are you out on Superman? I'm pro-Superman. Yay! <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all about the execution. Um, yeah. Because Superman is so powerful, so strong, uh, people can just go down this. He ended up going down this path where the only stories they tell are ones where Superman fights increasingly stronger characters, and that's it. And that right. becomes boring because it's sort of just the same thing over and over again. Um, they, especially back in the '60s, when they sort of had like two, two or three Superman comics going at the one time because he was so popular. Um, and, you know, each month was a different story. They, they, they were quite good in shaking it up where they would, uh, they would uh, it would be more about Superman using his powers to teach Jimmy Olsen a lesson mm-hmm. or it would be 
they'd just throw like different threats where it's more Superman had to solve puzzles by using his powers as opposed to just, you know, continue mm-hmm. punching the, uh, right. uh, but yeah. And then the fact that the, the characterization of Superman itself mm-hmm. as well, it's fantastic. The whole truth, justice in the American way. It's, it's very, it's like a very hopeful, yeah. uplifting character. Um, which was what one of the reasons I was so frustrated with Batman vs Superman because I didn't get any of that. Right. Really. Um, this movie did a lot more of it, which of the positive for Superman that I like. Um, we had like the bit at the start with the, the kids in the home movie uh, on the phone where he started interviewing Superman and they had, uh, you know, this the questions that they asked and the responses. It was very much more the Superman that it should be as opposed to angry Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what the worst scene for me in Batman v Superman was when he there's those people that are on the roof of their house and they painted the Superman sign and he's like, how did they get that paint, first of all? But but they're like, he's like, just like looking over, just like looking at them. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's not what you would do. No, you just, you just go in and say it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> that's cute. And, and, and Superman would have remorse as well for if he's, a, like, the, like I mentioned with the Flash, Superman's a bit of a bleeding heart himself as well, where if he makes a mistake or, you know, he has to kill somebody or something like that, he yeah. shows remorse. He, he's, you know, he, he, it ruins him emotionally in yeah. terms of, you know, where the end of uh, Man of Steel, there was none of that. He had showed no remorse for killing he, he, I mean, they showed a little bit of, uh, you know, he didn't want to have to make sure that the those people that the laser Zod's laser eyes were going to shoot, right. make sure they didn't get shot. But he had shown no remorse for killing Zod at all. There right. is, which yeah, they should have added. Then, yeah. I I really I feel like the most interesting, and I'll post a link. I did an article a blog called "How to Fix Superman," uh, and this is one of the things, the first things we did together. Uh, where I talk about, I think the most interesting thing you can do with Superman is to make him, force him to make choices. Because, like, he, yes, he has all this power, but there's still so much that he can't control. And so when he has to make a choice between this thing and this thing, that's what makes it interesting. And to see, like, such a pure character being forced to make choices is interesting. And I really like a a comic where there's this character named Bloodsport, I believe. And he, he, he's like this like violent racist and he he just feels like all these people on welfare that are stealing from everything and taking jobs away and he's just very very racist and he takes over this whole apartment basically like hostage and so like superman cannot control the fact that this this person whatever is racist he can't fix that with his strength you know and so he has to figure out how he's going to you know solve the situation which makes it interesting to me and uh, so I think that's the way, if people want to bring in darkness into the character of Superman, that's the way to do it. Have him confront evil that he can't control. Oh, uh, yeah, and that, that's a great idea. That's, that's definitely. Uh, that's like there was a story, I uh, can't remember when it was, but they did something similar with that too, where it was, it was with domestic violence. It was a matter of like the, the people, the neighbours uh, next to Clark and, and Lois, uh, the husband was beating the wife, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's not one of those things that Superman could solve in terms of just busting in there. And so it was something that he had to solve as Clark Kent. 
mm-hmm. and um, and then how you solve that as well. Yeah, in many ways, it's similar to in Wonder Woman because she has so much power, but she's put in contact. That's what made it so moving for me is that she's put in contact with war and evil, like human frailty, and she cannot fix it. And that's what she learns through the course. She learns about human nature and how weak we are, and that's devastating for her. And so that's what makes her journey so moving and so so great. So, uh, but... I felt like this movie was a huge step in the right direction for Superman. It didn't get there by all means, but I, (laughs) so like, yeah, it's really silly how they bring him back, why they bring him back. Uh, And also even like him, I was nervous at first because I'm like, oh man, we're going to get, because there were some images beforehand of him in the black suit. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh dear. And so I was nervous about that. And so, uh, anyway, but so some of his like broodiness and beating up uh, Batman and stuff like that at the beginning, I'm like, oh no. Then we get yeah, that really, I, uh, yeah, we get a really I nice really moment. Did like, <laughs> between, I didn't like that scene, yeah. But. Yeah, right? Uh, and yeah, it was just like, oh no. <laughs> but um, But then we get this, I thought it was a really nice scene at the house uh, between him and Lois and him. And his mom. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was it, that human element. That it was the bleeding heart Superman. Where you know, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, good. No, it, it was good. Yeah, yeah. And so then he becomes your hero that we've wanted for three movies. And I, when I don't know, like just the last third of this movie, I, I just thought it was so joyful. And I just I I know other people didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was just like to see him like carry that giant like house and like the building yeah <laughs> and him to just be like yeah, I'm fighting for truth and justice I was like yes I was so happy and you get in that same part you get uh you know that scene like we're talking about with Aquaman and Wonder Woman and uh I don't know I just really enjoyed the heroes in that last third I really thought it was fun and I just it's like this is the Superman that I have wanted they did it right, and I it was just like, I wanted to send Joss Whedon a thank you card. Be like, thank you. Because <laughs> I know this was you. I know yeah, this was, that was you. Definitely Whedon, yeah. There's no way Zack Snyder would have done what, done that, I really don't think, with Superman. No, nah, yeah, no, it would've, there would have been a lot, well, I was going to say there would be a lot more destruction, but I don't know. Because the, 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 his movies have been so criticized about that destruction, um, I could tell they, they took it to somewhere deserted yeah. and, and, and they purposely showed that family. That was so constantly, weird. Constantly. And that was to have that human connection so that they could be saved and yeah. there'd be no loss of human life within the, the context of the final battle because those final battles have been very much, yeah. you know, half, half a city is destroyed every time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked terrible, but I don't know. I just enjoyed the heroes in that scene. I thought they were so fun. And and in the end, that's what I go to these movies for. And I was just, I, I mean, I had a huge smile on my face when he said truth and justice. I was like, yes, I was so happy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like him sort of egging on Flash, I thought was really funny. And I don't know, I was just so happy to see the Superman that, felt some sense of resemblance to the character that I know. Oh, and, 
And yeah, but that thing with the family was really weird. I was like, they should have cut that. They didn't work. Nah, they didn't. Uh, it didn't work. But no. they need. They needed something in there to give that human element to the. I don't think they did. Like, if you think about the airport scene in Civil War, there's really no like human casualties, and it's super entertaining. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I don't I think guess. they really did. <laughs> It was just sort of distracting. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the DCU does next because we do have Aquaman that's already finished, that's done. Um, but and and you just know we're going to get, of course, Wonder Woman too. But I don't know because like there's reports that this movie might make under a hundred million dollars this weekend, which is shocking. Like yeah. if, if that's true. <laughs> I mean, it should be making more than Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean that made one hundred twenty-seven million. Right. Uh, it should. It should be. I mean, you have six characters come together. You think that it's like a license to print money, especially but, after Wonder Woman was such a big. It's going to make less less money probably than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman made one hundred and three opening weekend, and yes. I mean to have Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in your movie and it make under hundred million is shocking. And yes. so I don't know. I'm very curious what they are going to do next. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's it's at the moment. It's going to have to wait and see what the second week drop is going to be like. Um, like I know Batman vs Superman had a giant drop, and a lot of that was because they had such a they had a very strong opening weekend based on a heavily yeah. pushed pre-sale tickets. I noticed yeah. it was. Uh, um, I, I didn't notice that uh, heavy emphasis for that this movie. So uh, I think it's going to have a, a softer drop, which then might save it. Yeah, it's going to be but... in, it's going to be interesting because I mean I think that there is something to the fact that this is less a a I think less a less emblematic of people rejecting this movie more than people really rejecting Batman v Superman, and because you've seen it in a lot of franchises where like for instance. This is a funny example, but this year with Smurfs The Last Village, I think that movie making very little was more about the people disliking the previous film more than people rejecting this film. And uh, I don't know, there's just a lot of uh, sort of ones like that where people get soured on a franchise because of a bad entry, and then the, yeah. it, it won't really show it on that one, but the next one is when they'll show it. Well, yeah, it's, it's also, it might be a level of fatigue as well in terms of the box office has been a bit weak this year with some of the yeah. big films and like there's been a heavy emphasis on franchises and there's been a lot of franchises which have underperformed or have uh, at the tail end of it. For instance, like your Pirates of the Caribbean where it's like you mm-hmm. don't need it. It's like the, it's in the fifth installment and no one, no one cares about that anymore. Yeah, and for whatever reason, like Marvel pretty much has been immune to that. They have been able to, I think, just make their movies funny enough and enjoyable enough to enough people and that they 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 really haven't had a box office dud yet, amazingly enough. No. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that uh, the movies are very different. There's a lot of uh, tonal differences in them. For instance, mm. Ant-Man is very different to, say, Thor or... The- you know, it's sort of they've been able to make different movies within this same bubble. Mm-hmm. But they're all very like family friendly, I would say, for the most part. There's some like your uh, maybe your Guardians of the Galaxy that are a little risque and pushing the envelope. But like 
uh, as opposed to, I mean, I would not take a child to Batman be Superman. Oh, no, definitely not. No. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do next, because supposedly we're going to get a Batgirl movie from Joss Whedon. I mean, it seems like every day you get a new announcement from WB about what they're going to yeah. do, a Flashpoint movie, there's going to be Shazam, there's going to be all this stuff. Yeah, I've I, I got a feeling that most of those won't get made. Yeah. Uh, I feel uh, it's it's going to be a matter of how where the, the fatigue is. Mm-hmm. And they've pretty much put these into like pre-production just in yeah. case uh, Justice League's a big hit and there's this demand, continual demand. So they'll pick the they'll pick the big one. So Batman will definitely get made. Uh, Wonder Woman two will get made. Mm-hmm. I think the Flash one will get made, even though that's pretty rocky pre production so far with a change of directors already and and a change of scope. For which one? Uh, for the Flash. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so they've had a. I don't think I don't think they've got a new director yet, but yeah, the they've had like one, four or five that have come and gone. Yeah, they've had multiple directors come and gone, and it's they, they changed the scope. There was meant to be more of a probably closer to the TV show in terms of the whole father in jail and solving that issue, mm-hmm. um, and that was, that was the main story around it. To now being more Flashpoint, where I think Flashpoint is going to be a way to in, in very DC style to reboot this uh, universe mm-hmm. or at least uh, do it in a way that all these changes happen where um, for instance, their continuity might either be so warped today it's brand new and you mm-hmm. can say that Batman vs Superman never happened. Yeah. They're going to days of future past it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's going to be the days of future past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that we can officially say RIP Zack Snyder DCEU like that he's, and he should, he should, he shouldn't want to do any more of these superhero movies. Like his, he should want to move on to something different. I think, yeah, I think he needs to move on to yeah. something different. Like some of his own, his own projects or something like that. Yeah. Warner Brothers will keep him around. Um, Cause they just seem to love him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He'll probably be like an executive producer. Christopher Nolan was still listed as executive producer on this one. I, I, I think his involvement was probably very minimal, but nevertheless, he was still listed. <laughs> I think he's only that because they want the they want him attached to it, but he just wants to. He probably got some agreement where he can do his own stuff. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think uh, in the end for me, this movie, like I, I, I said it right when I came up. I was like, I think the visuals are a hot mess. I think the plot is a hot mess. I think the villain is super boring, uh, but I don't really care about that. So those are the downsides to me. The uh, the pluses for me, I love Superman. I liked Wonder Woman. I actually liked Flash. I thought he was funny. I liked the witty dialogue that Joss Whedon added. And uh, so overall, like I left feeling positive. And, uh, and I left having a good time, even though I went to that super grumpy screen. <laughs> and I don't know, like I, I, I in general, like I, I feel like, uh, I don't know if you don't if you don't like offend me and you don't like you're not sort of there's certain movies certain types of movies that really bother me because they're more like assaulting me with their message I guess <laughs> or like killing Superman <laughs> um, that if you don't do something like that that actively like irritates me and frustrates me then I'm generally like pretty easy to please and I at least I feel like I am. 
<laughs> and uh, so, but I would probably still give this movie like, mm, like a 5.5 out of 10. Like it's just barely positive to me. Like, and anybody yeah. that's like, this is a terrible movie that has a terrible plot and terrible special effects and visuals and action. I'm like, yep, it does. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's yeah. your final kind of takeaway from it? Uh, I'd probably give it a, a six out of 10. Uh, okay. I same. totally, it was much better. And it was a, it was a good course correction. That, that was very much needed. And in yeah. terms of into the future, I think the way to go. Uh, visually, I didn't notice it as much as you did, obviously. Um, I, I thought it was run in the middle. I didn't think it was bad or good. And mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't notice uh, Henry Cavill's uh, missing oh, mustache. The mustache. <laughs> That's how you could tell that there were a lot of scenes in the reshoots. With, I, I'm, I'm just sure that the Joss Whedon changed Superman the most of any of the characters because there were a lot of fishy mustache areas. But if nobody had told me that that had happened, I wasn't yeah. kind of looking for it, then I would never have noticed. Yeah, well, I, I did look a couple times and I didn't notice it, but I think that was just more that <laughs> maybe I wasn't a very good spot. I wasn't looking <laughs> at the right times. <laughs> yeah, it's a little um, fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. uh, characterizations. Um, I enjoyed all the characterizations except for maybe the Flash, but that yeah. was just more of a, a fan nitpick more than anything. Sure. Um, which I try not to do, but it's come through in this sense. <laughs> um, and if they only had the two end credits, if they only had the one oh, end yeah. credit scene, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. If yeah. they only had the one of them, I would have been fine with it. Uh, the second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I came out, well, there was, I came out with very negative, very negative, uh, for Ends on a reasons. bad note. <laughs> Ends on a bad note. But then I sort of thought about what the possibilities were because of it. And I was like, ooh, maybe this is going to be, the, the next movie could be very ambitious. And we'll talk, I guess we can talk about it in a second. Yeah. I also... Um, I also did feel like the movie was a little overstuffed. So you had lots of characters that were in like two scenes. And so that you didn't really get to know. And this is sometimes a problem with Marvel as well. But, uh, but like, like Hera, like um, uh, the, like even uh, Alfred, uh, uh, Jim, like commissioner Gordon had like one yeah. scene. Um there, you know, and you have these great actors, so it can be a little distracting. You got J.K. Simmons, you have, uh, yeah, you know, these Lawrence Fishburne was the same as well. Yeah, yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, was Perry White yeah. in the movie? Yeah, he was in. He was in like one. I think he came in two scenes in oh, Lois okay. Lane. Uh, one was about her asking for a helicopter, and that was that. Oh, really, yeah. And it was like, oh. Uh, we can barely afford to do it for work. Why, why would you want one for work reasons? Um, and then she's like, oh, it's for personal reasons. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, just take a helicopter. Take a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> or was that in Batman v Superman or was that in Justice League? Does she need the helicopter? Or both? No, no, actually, that is Batman v Superman. That, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my recent watching. Is, it's melt <laughs> into my mind, yeah. I think I don't think Perry White was in this one. I can't remember if... if, if that Because there was that scene in... 
her office, you know, where she talks about doing the fluff pieces and whatever. And uh, yeah, this was the only one of these movies that I liked Lois because she's been pretty annoying up until now, in my opinion. So, yeah. <laughs> especially about movie Jeez. Superman. Oh yeah. She was pretty annoying. Yeah. She was annoying. Yeah. But um, yeah. so yeah, uh, the, so yeah, the ending credits, I felt like I didn't have enough information. I guess I'm just not knowledgeable enough about, like, I guess that's Deathstroke. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about, yeah. So we'll talk about the first one first, maybe. Yeah. And then, so the first one was the very Whedon-esque. Yes. With, with the, the race between Batman, uh, sorry, between uh, Superman and the Flash. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 very much Whedon doing his uh <laughs> his nerd Easter egg there because yeah. it's a, it's an ongoing thing probably since the sixties where they've had on many occasions uh, Superman and the Flash have a race. Oh, okay. And, uh, and to see who because it's obviously one of those things that people have written into DC and asked who who's the fastest out of oh. the two. Uh, but the thing is that they've never, they've never announced the winner because there's always they've always had this like in the middle of the race they've always had to save the day for some reason. So throughout the years they've never actually announced who is fastest. That's but funny. They, they <laughs> well, and the whole brunch thing that kind of reminded me of like shawarma in the Avengers. Oh um, yeah, it is a bit like the shawarma. Yeah, yeah it's kind of reminded me of that. That was funny. I thought. Uh, and yeah so I, I liked that first end credits that was funny and then the uh the last one like I said I felt like I didn't have enough information as a casual fan because I I Deathstroke means nothing to me but like people yeah. were like excited about it so I don't know it's like I guess I didn't really understand yeah so yeah Deathstroke it, it, they yeah so Deathstroke I can see why people were excited because he has been and he was uh regular character in Arrow for a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, well, at least for the season, and I think he's back in this new season as well. And mm-hmm. I think he's been in some of the Batman games as well. Uh, but so people sort of excited because they want to see him on the big screen because he can be this badass character and it's mm-hmm. very much fits in the Snyder tone of um, the DC universe. Uh-huh. Uh, in the sense that he's like this assassin and he's sort of got a healing factor. Um, he's actually the character which they based Deadpool off. Um, obviously, Deadpool, they went down and sort of went left instead of right with him. But, yeah. Um, and okay. the, But the, the Lex Luthor part of it, it was just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't really understand when he says we create our own league. Didn't that, wasn't that Suicide Squad or is there another League of Bad Guys? Oh, so yes, so they, um, at least in the comics, they've had on the, like throughout the years, the Injustice Gang. So it's a similar concept to the Justice League, but it's villains created their own team. So that's Uh, different than Suicide Squad. It is different than Suicide Squad in the sense that Suicide Squad is like a a government agency or a government team and there's a force against their will. But this one's more a coalition between villains. Mm. So who's in the Injustice League? It's changed for, uh, over the years. Um, and just being like randos, pretty much. Depending on who was... It very much depended on who was in the Justice League at the time. So oh, okay. they could sort of match, match their villains together, pretty mm. much. But So uh, I, I'm basing it off this. They probably have Black Manta 
that have obviously Deathstroke is going to be in it. Uh, Lex Luthor, they probably have a Wonder Woman villain. Uh, whoever's going to be in the Flash movie, I'm assuming they'll put the villain for that in there. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a matter of whoever they have is the lineup is they'll they'll match mm. a, a parallel. That one will be an interesting one for me because I'm just not a big villain person, so it doesn't really interest me that much. But uh, but who knows? I guess it could be good with the right writing. Uh, for it could be good. Yeah, and so where where I so like I said, I was very much because they, they brought Lex Luthor back. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like Lex Luthor in that sense. Because considering he's a, in the comics, he can be a, and in other media, he's been a fantastic character. He's right. been that sort of a, because he, he's, he's just, uh, he's human, he's just a little bit, he's intellect and he's, he's obviously got unlimited resources. But the, over the years, he's had this fantastic characterization as well. But you sort of go, oh, this guy is very much a villain. You know, mm-hmm. I wish that they would do Lex Luthor like they did in Smallville. That's the Lex Luthor that I I I I like personally. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's my opinion. Uh, <laughs> um, but but yeah. So I do I do want to say that I think that the animated film from this year called Justice League Dark was much oh, yeah. better than this movie, and I thought it was very entertaining. I really liked. I actually read the Zatanna comics, and I really thought they were oh, great. Yeah. And I thought she was a really cool character. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I just thought she was this cool. She kind of reminded me of She-Hulk in the sense that oh, like, yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was strong. She was sexy, but, uh, but also like powerful. It's different because she's magic where She-Hulk is strength. But, um, uh, but I don't know. I just thought they were, had a similar kind of tone to them. And I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed them. And I, so I liked her in that movie. I also liked Constantine a lot. I thought he was cool, cool character. And uh, so I I would encourage anybody that either felt disappointed by this or that liked this, check that out. Because I think the animation was solid. And especially after how horrible I personally thought that I thought the killing joke was just awful. I hated it. And uh, so so if if you have a bad taste in your mouth, then give that one a shot. Because I think it was definitely the best... uh, uh, DC uh, film of the uh, it was the best it was definitely the best Justice League film of the year for sure yeah and definitely not as long either yeah these, these animated films are pretty good at sticking to <laughs> 90, 80, 80 something minutes yeah minutes. yeah and it was just fun there were a lot of different characters that I had never been introduced to yeah and... they, brought a, they brought a lot of obscure characters into that like again the demon swamp thing you know, yeah that. It was good. And they didn't even need Batman in the movie. They really didn't because he was just no. kind of, I don't know. He didn't really fit in the movie. But anyway, so I'd recommend checking that out if you, if you, haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it. Mm. Check out Just Sleep Dark. But, um, but anyway, okay. So uh, I think we basically covered everything in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This was fun to talk about and it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. And we got Aquaman next year and next year is going to be really interesting. I mean, we have three uh, X-Men movies, I guess, coming out next year. We've got uh, two, um, we've got three Marvel movies with Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to be kept busy 
the next year. So. Oh, definitely. You will be. You'll be seeing me a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so thanks so much. So where can people find you? So I'm at howtolovecomics.com. Uh, you can find me there where Hello Comics is very much about a website about helping people who are into comic, who want to get into comics or are just confused about them. Uh, and if you're interested in reading Justice League comics, I have a great article at the top of the homepage at the moment on uh, the 10 uh, Justice League comics stories you should read. And it's a great mixture of old and new and different tones. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something good to read, you want some good Justice League, if you decide that this movie was a bit crap and you, you know what, I want something good, check out those stories. Yeah, right. you can't go wrong with those. Great. You can also find me on Twitter, so at How Love Comics, or if you want to directly talk to me, uh, my, my personal one, you can come follow me as well. The personal one, it's just Trevor Van Az at Twitter. Awesome. And I'll have... Yeah. I'll have all of that in the description section and you can follow me at smiling LDS girl on social media and my blog is 54 Disney reviews. Uh, you can follow Rachel's reviews on iTunes and YouTube. And so please subscribe and, uh, and give us your ratings and things uh, for those uh, sources. And uh, thanks so much. And we'll, we'll talk well, again. I guess next up is black Panther. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. And we're looking forward to black Panther. I think it might be pretty good. Yeah, hopefully it looks great. So, all right, well, thanks, and we will talk again soon. Bye.